One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and welcome to my shelves. My shelves are sort of a museum of my life. I like to keep things from my travels that are, to me anyway, the very essence of the experiences I've had. Sort of portals, if you will, to a specific time and place. And the inspiration for stories and memories and musings. Here is one of my favourite cushions. I love a cushion. And here's a cushion with my friend Esther the Wonder Pig's face on it. If you don't know who Esther the Wonder Pig is, please find out immediately. This is amazing. It's a black wallet, but when you open it, flames come out. Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, this is a very exciting and unusual uh, thing you're listening to right now because it's not, you may have come on here thinking you're just going, oh, it's Alan Cumming Shells. I know it'll be Alan Cumming wittering on about something of a shells. It is that, but it's more today because my guest. It's a mashup. It's me, Chris Sweeney from Homo Sapiens. So we're doing today as a special commemorative gesture, like in a way that you'd buy a mug or a tea towel. It is my last uh, episode of Homo Sapiens going out today as co-host with Chris. And so we're doing a special mashup extravaganza of Alan Cummings Shelves slash Homo Sapiens. Uh, the first part's here uh, on Alan Cummings Shelves, and then you have to zip over to Homo Sapiens to hear the future gems that we will impart to you. And I'm very excited about it, are you, Chris? Absolutely. Well, if you remember, Alan, we did a little Homo Sapiens crossover with the podcast Talk Art. And it was great. all, it, wasn't it? It was great fun. So here we are doing another one. Did Sending we do another you- one? Did we no. do one more? Did we? Uh, uh, with Newsnight, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I um, was Kirsty Wark. Uh, <laughs> so we, f- I feel like this episode is sending you off into the podcast, sailing off into the podcast ether. It is, and actually very appropriately, the thing that we're going to talk about from my shelves. You are my guest, first yes. of all, and the thing that we're talking about Honored. is this, my little Zoom machine that I'm, going to, I'm holding up, that I'm actually talking into right now, which you gave me when I first became a podcaster on uh, Homo Sapiens. So I here did. we go. We, All sh- the way back when, to say that a Zoom recording or talking about a Zoom simply meant a podcast recorder. And then that was actually before Zoom was like the Zoom that the we're thing. actually looking at each other on now. Isn't and it we, weird? Uh, it's so crazy, the things that have happened. And even actually, uh, I was listening to our f- uh, conversation that the viewers are about to hear, uh, is that this is only a few months. We spoke a few months ago when we were both in Australia. <laughs> yes. And even that seems like a long time ago, Chris. It does. And it's funny because two things I remember most about that is we were both in Australia in the same city Mm. And yet we didn't get to see each other because you got out of quarantine four well, hours after I had to get on my plane. 
And this is the sad thing that in this chat we're about to hear, I still at that point, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, it's before my dreams were quashed because I thought I was yeah. going to see you. Where you were going to take me for breakfast and show me all the yes. fav- favourite haunts of uh, uh, oh. Adelaide, but that did not happen. I, I emerged from my uh, quarantine actually at mid- one minute past midnight. I got. Oh stayed, yeah, you did yeah. the early thing. I got I escorted that. out at one minute past midnight, and uh, and tried to hold my breath as I went down the corridor because a man, the the, the whole Melbourne thing that started off the la- the latest burst of infections, the yeah. man who went to he got out of quarantine and went to Melbourne and of course went to twenty five bars and everything and spread it. He'd caught it in the corridor of my hotel as he was leaving quarantine kidding me no and so i actually i I was had my i kept my mask on and kind of tried to hold my breath as i went along the corridor and down in the elevator oh my god well and also speaking of 25 bars if you remember i had when we recorded this i had been out all (laughs) night and had lost my voice Yes, you very, you uh, very, <laughs> very uh, demurely said you'd lost your voice. Actually, it was because you'd had about twenty thousand fags and and twenty thousand vodkas the night and before just, for your every end. single one was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I got, make that clear. <laughs> and I was so jealous because I'd been on, I'd been teetotal for my two weeks of quarantine. That's all changed. Were you? I know. See, I can do it when I have to. Yeah, I, I didn't have a single drink during quarantine. Bless you. Well uh, and then I gorged myself on the delicious South Australian wine. I've actually, um, uh, you know, um, rediscovered Riesling. Oh, they love Riesling in Australia. They love a Riesling. And it's not, I always think of Riesling as something my mum will have. You know, it's sort of yes. like, very, like a blue nun or something sweet, sort of something or other. But actually, I've, I've, I, I stand corrected. Riesling so. was the thing you could get in the corner shop, where, in the corner shop near your house where they would serve you when I was 14. Do you know what I mean? So it was always like the weird sweet wine that was just a bit <laughs> odd. But now as I, you know, now it's I meet classy. Wine, now it's very classy. I tell you the other thing I've also gone back to is Chardonnay. I used to sort of think, you know, if I, my friend Brooks would Ooh. say, I, I, I don't want a Chardonnay. I don't want anything that's been near oak. Yeah, that. But now I've actually um, grown to love a Chardonnay again. Do you? Isn't it interesting how we grow and learn and come back <laughs> to things in life? It really is. Aren't we scions of beautiful, intelligent conversation as well? <laughs> I feel like we're tantalising your listeners here. Alan. I know. Shall what we just listeners? get on with it? Here, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today on Alan Cumming Shelves slash Homo Sapiens Extravaganza is Mr. Chris Sweeney. Mille grazie. Welcome, bienvenue, welcome. It feels like you're in a Russian Cold War drama. There's a knock at the door. Yes. And you go to the door and there's nobody there. There's just a little bag outside. With yes. Vegan treats in it. And and um, and they call you all the time and ask you how your mental health is. I know, and I love that. And I love Australia for that. They're really on top of your mental health. But what's weird is that they, I don't know if you found this, but like, I assumed that all the people calling me were in the hotel, but they those people are yes. not in the hotel, so they don't know where not you those are. Ones. No, no, because and also there's a funny thing happened with our phones. We got <laughs> you got all these notes. It's very busy actually. I mean, for being <laughs> in a really sort of two week quarantine, there's nonstop calls and knocks at the door. <laughs> um, and there was a thing today saying uh, if you're like like uh, the, the the person who's not at the hotel, like the Australian government checking on my mental health. Uh, and coughing, said, I tried to call you and there was one dial of the thing and then I heard music and I went, oh, I was playing music loudly. Maybe I couldn't hear you. But actually the phone system's been bonkers. So there was a thing put under the door saying, unplug all your phones for 10 seconds and put them back in. 
Really? So, we, so I did. I know that's the big drama today. It's a lot. You can tell there's a lot going on. It's yeah. That and I made stew in my crock pot. Well, you you know you're famously not on Facebook, but you have to join Facebook because then you can join your hotel's quarantining Facebook group, and then everybody chats I on know. there. They told me about it. The man at the desk when I was checked well, didn't check in. I was sort of escorted in, uh, which was very. That's also quite good. You do feel. I felt like um, what's his name. The man who sold the secrets and now lives in Russia. Oh, didn't sell um, them. Edward Snowden. I feel like Edward Snowden. Yes. Well, you feel a bit like you're in Ocean's Eleven or something, don't you? Like it's this sort of part yes. of a big heist, being ushered into a police escort and and you and yeah, you and you sort of you mustn't touch anything and 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 there's policemen looking at you and you, and there's people in hazmat suits and and then like they you have to unplug your phone and everything. Yes, yeah, so I feel like. Um, I feel a bit like Edward Snowden, just I have no secrets. <laughs> I, yeah, and when I got off the plane, because it was very hazmat suits, lots of people waving you through. When I got off the plane, yeah. I absolutely shat myself and was like, what have I done? Uh, and then yeah. from that, from the first five minutes onwards, I felt so happy and safe. And I think the Australians have done it so beautifully. Totally. There's, it's amazing, actually. It really is amazing. Anyway, I, I should tell you what the thing is that I want to talk to you about today, Chris. The thing from my shelves. What an honour this is. <laughs> the thing, what is it? But this is actually, it's in a way, it's you are the the sort of reason I'm. I have Alan Cumming shelves, and the thing I'm, uh, I've taken down from Alan Cumming shelves today to talk to you about is my Zoom machine, which I, which people have. Have you not found? That, cause anyway, ladies and gentlemen, and those who don't define us either, a Zoom machine is a little, it's a, it's a little uh, sound equipment thing with four little uh, knobs and you can have four microphones in it and it's got little things going up. You can see a little screen and you can see how loud you're being and a microphone sticks in it and yes. we record podcasts on it. Yes. And of course, everyone, when you say I've got a Zoom machine, everyone's goes, I know, Adam, we all have Zoom. <laughs> no, I don't mean Zoom, yes. that Zoom. I know, and you go, should we do it on Zoom? It's like you're talking about some new thing and I'm like, not I yes. know, it's but so they're, annoying. They're so brilliant, aren't they? Honestly, it's changed my life, this Zoom machine. Here's what happened, everybody. About ooh, four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, maybe. I was asked to be a guest on a podcast called Homo Sapiens that was hosted by the lovely Christopher Sweeney and the lovely Will Young, the, the top international pop star and uh, actor and everything and writer. Um, and so I, I said yes. And they came to see me in Edinburgh. And yes. uh, and it, uh, that was crazy. So that was, anyways, I'll, I should go one story at a time. Anyway, uh, no, I'll carry on with the story. I can't understand. They came to see me in Edinburgh because I was there uh, at my place in Scotland. And tell <clears> us about what happened the night before you met me, Chris. This, you, this is, you couldn't make this up. The night before I met you, we were driving up to Edinburgh and it was really heavy snow. You and Will. Yeah, we um Will was driving, I was passenger. Um Will's a very good driver. Uh and we had a massive car crash very sadly. Uh nobody was hurt, but um it was one of the most terrifying things that's ever happened to me. It sounds wasn't it like you were driving along and and Will went into the layby thinking it was the road. Cause yeah, cuz it's a skinny it, little road. It had just snowed really heavily, so you couldn't you know that those sort of minutes Oh, of, oh no, it's a that 
Hang on, that'll be the Australian government. Hang on a second. <coughs> it'll be your mental health Hang on. asking how you are. H- hello? Oh, nobody. Hello. <gasps> oh, hello? <laughs> That's so weird. Hello? I can hear... Oh, hang on, I can hear... It's coming from under the bed. Alan can hear a, disem- hello, sorry, I- a disembodied voice coming from somewhere in the room. See, look at that! Look at that chair. Alan's just got up from his chair. It honestly looks—it's the most rococo. Looks like a a shell, a leather shell. It's very becoming. It's sort of quite Liza Minnelli. How crazy was that? That was the South, <laughs> that was the Australian government asking me about my mental health and everything. No, you're kidding me. No, it was. He said to me, that's why I couldn't, I, I mean, who's calling me in, the, in quarantine in Australia? Yes. Only the Australian government. Yes. Um, and uh, he said to me, you know, uh, you know, I'm a doctor. Are there any questions you want to ask me? I was like, oh my God, loads. But I just, it's just <laughs> because I haven't talked to anyone all day, not because I've got anything wrong with me. <laughs> he said, one of them said to me, do you ever, have you felt an overwhelming sense of hopelessness in the past few days? <laughs> I was like, of I work, course, I work yeah. in entertainment, dear. Of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he said, when I said that about how I was, I hadn't talked to anyone all day. He goes, are you just talking to someone when I came on the phone? I said, yes, I'm. In, I'm in the middle of a podcast. He goes, oh, what's it called? Will I be in it? <laughs> yes and yes is the answer. Oh, yes and yes, absolutely. Also, anyway, back to your drama in a lay-by. So there's me in a lay-by. No, so it just snowed, it, and you know, in those sort of ten minutes after it snowed, like the whole world is white, and we were driving around a corner. And I'm driving with my really good friend, who I adore. I also know better than to backseat drive. Because um, we'd, yeah. al- we'd already had some crosswords up a hill going to Francis Lee's house when I tried to direct him how to park. And um, in Yorkshire. Uh, so, And I was like, as we were turning the corner, I was like, mm, I don't think we're on the road Oops. anymore. I think this is on the lay-by. Um, and then I saw that there was a car parked in the lay-by. And uh, it was because it was so pitch black, like you only saw because our headlights illuminated the car. And um, yeah, yeah, so we went smashing into the back of it, sadly, but there was no one in the car, thank God. So, um, yeah. And that, well, that's what I loved. That was the detail I loved. So that Will and you crash into his car. You both get out of the car, absolutely, you know, shocked up to high door and everything. And the guy sees you and goes, I'm gay too. Yes. Doesn't he say that? <laughs> yeah. And it's, he, said, he said, oh yeah, I'm gay too. And it was so funny because the reason we had done this whole thing where the story of the, the podcast season was we were going on a road trip around the UK. Um, and we wanted to, because LGBT stuff is often based around cities and based around London, quite frankly. Mm. And, so on the beginning of our journey, as we were driving through Fulham, someone shouted, you drive like a faggot at will. Um, as we were Gosh. like chatting away in the car being like, do you think it's still relevant? Do we even need to be doing this? Maybe the world's moved on. Then someone went, you drive like a faggot. We were like, yeah, we, <laughs> yes. we need to do this. And, <laughs> then we, and then we crash into someone and they're like, I'm gay too. And you're like, this is just hysterical. Um, yes. And then we went, then we arrived at the hotel where we were meeting you. Uh, yes. because we stayed there overnight that was it and it's the next day you met me yeah yeah we drank a just, bottle of red wine and processed it and then the next day you came to Boom. us with 
Lala and Jerry, I think. Yeah, I think Jerry was there, but I think Jerry went. Lala stayed in in the room whilst we were talking, but Jerry went with Grant and Rob was there. My friend Rob was there too. Yes. So, and the thing was that I have said it seems hilarious considering I have uh, I'm, I'm the host of right now two podcasts, <laughs> but I actually said how much I hated doing podcasts. <laughs> As a guest, I've grown to love them. But I just felt like it was that time when, obviously, we now live in a time of podcasts. I always think of Hmm. Parker Posey in that dog film when I say that, because remember, she said, we're so lucky to live in a time of catalogues. And I think that's what it's like for podcasts now. And uh, But it was just the start. I was getting asked to do so many podcasts. I don't know. I've just been doing loads and loads of press. Anyway. Yes. And also, because we at the time shared an agent, Lovely Connor. Yes. And he was like, oh, they're great boys, you'll love it. So anyway, I did it. And it's actually, it was so great. I loved, well, you know, like, just like now, I'm just, we just got on like a house on fire. Mm. And I, um, I'd met Will uh, previously a wee bit, but I didn't, hadn't met you. But anyway, so then cut to a couple of years later and uh, Will is, uh, has gone off to do, to do more singing. And so I am asked to take over, to be your co-host. And so that's why I got, got the Zoom machine yes. and the microphone I am holding right now. Yes. Boom, made it back to the beginning <laughs> of the story. Look at that. And not an Adderall in sight. <laughs> well, with, maybe. I've got a lot of equipment now. You know, this is the thing about uh, the pandemic is that I was talking to someone the other day about this. We all have so much techie equipment, all like cameras and everyone's got good lighting. That's actually the best thing about this pandemic. It's brought the brought the awareness of good lighting to the world. A, a ring light. That everyone's got a key light. A ring lights are up the wire. I wish I'd invested in ring lights. Have you started this? So do you use one now? Yes. Mm. I mean, obviously not at the moment. Look at me. We're all, <laughs> we should tell everyone that we didn't think we were going to be, we actually are looking at each other right now on a Zoom of the other kind, <laughs> but because we normally do a different thing where we don't, I, I, one of the things about if you come on this um, uh, podcast and it's sort of a thing I do, especially for uh, ladies, I always say, you know, there's, it's like old fashioned radio. You don't, you're not going to be seen. You don't have to get makeup on. You don't have to worry about, you can yes. actually do it in your bed. But of course, today we couldn't get that system to work. So um, I'm in I'm in this sort of tatty old uh, top that I the, the, the pajamas I got free on the plane and shorts <laughs> and socks. You look pretty respectable. Well, thanks, uh, Jack. Our, my pred- Jack, my predator, was in his pajamas too uh, back in London. Yes, but you've uh, you. So anyway, Chris, tell us about what you're doing here in Adelaide. So I'm I came here on January December the. 31st to direct a tv show called the tourist which is for hbo and bbc and stan in australia and it's a very funny thriller um starring none other than jamie dornan who is here as well lovely danielle mcdonald who's an incredible actor who was in films like patty cakes um oh i love patty cakes isn't it great yeah that was about the rapper the girl who was the rapper That's Danielle. I love that film. Oh, I love her. And yeah, she's an Aussie, isn't she? Yes, she's an Aussie. And then Shalom Broom Franklin, who is also an Aussie, who was in Line of Duty. So um, while we've been oh. filming, has become even more of a megastar than she was already. It's just finished, doesn't it, Line of Duty in Britain? Yeah, it's just finished in Britain. So um, yeah, it was. she was an integral part of a lot of the kind of fan fiction clues stuff which as someone who doesn't watch line of duty i'm not entirely sure what that means but 14 million people or something watched it in the uk which i think is like wow double what most shows get wow that's a i mean how many people are in britain like 
12 50 or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we've been here doing that so we've been all around the australian outback like out by the flinders ranges which is basically thousands and thousands of miles of red dust filming filming anything that moves quite frankly having a wonderful time (laughs) (laughs) hilarious yes Hello, I'm Sam Walker. I've spent the last few months talking to this guy. I'm a hunter. It's what I do. He's called KC. Our rules of engagement are pretty simple. If we have to pull a trigger on one person, they're all going to go. He's an American vigilante. And there is one of the biggest men I've ever seen. And he's got a knife in his hand. He rescues kidnapped children. There's no feeling in the world like putting a child back in the arms of its parents. By any means necessary. Well, it's ugly. You want me to make sure I don't hurt anybody? He scares me. And he kind of looked at me and I said, I swear to God, I said, if you do anything other than what I told you to do, I said, I'm going to kill you right here. And he might scare you. About got tears in your eyes right now just thinking about that, don't you? Download the podcast, American Vigilante. Download American Vigilante. Out now. Now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm curious about how you actually became a, a, a well I know how, I know how you became a top international uh, director but how did you become <laughs> a top international podcaster you were kind of at the vanguard of podcasting in a way well it's interesting you say that because i think that so the way it happened was i always loved listening to women's hour on bbc radio 4 which is a very kind of uh you know very middle class um sort of institution in the UK but Mm. when it was like their 50th anniversary or their 30th anniversary and they were talking about it as a show and they said oh in fact 40% of the listeners of Women's Hour are men so we have to cater to them when we do our uh, meetings about what we're going to put in the show and I had a little chuckle to myself thinking Mm. that there's this one hour a week that women get and even that has to be catered to men yeah and (laughs) and I was talking to Will Young and we always exchanged ideas and chatted away and I said isn't it crazy they've never done that but for queer people like it just seems such an obvious idea to me 
and he was like yeah yeah and i was like i think i'm gonna do it and he was like i'd like to do it with you so we just it was one of those things where i was like okay let's just do it and we met two days later and recorded it it's like judy garland and mickey rooney let's put on a show right here right there you go which one am I? I love you. Don't, I love you. Don't know that reference. I literally don't know the reference <laughs> at all. <laughs> this is all they. Oh my all, god! All we've got this lovely um, member of the team here called Shannon, who is encyclopedic knowledge of old movies and old old records, old music, everything. Every time he asks, oh, well, tell Shannon, tell Shannon about that. Just say Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. What would that be? And it's like because there was all these <sighs> films they made as young starlets, where they're like, you know. Okay, there's been a storm. Okay, the theater's fallen down. Let's put on a show right here. I love and it. And they do. And they tap dance away. Um, it, I was just looking at my Zoom, always paranoidly checking that it's still rolling because there was a oh, couple know, of times too. when we were doing Homo Sapiens. <laughs> you had a very famous one. Who did you use? You, so sometimes, listeners, you have to, you know, if you, do, if you kind of get lost in the moment, as me, as I do, you're like, ha, ha. suddenly you look down and the little screen on your Zoom is blank oh now it says our meeting will end in 10 minutes on our, our other zoom this is a disaster oh my god oh how do i do, why is it doing that because you've done it on not, i thought i paid all this you haven't paid your bills i've done the wrong thing i haven't paid my bill jack <laughs> hello chris guys we're having a having a very technical technical issues here tonight <laughs> we haven't i don't think we've we've had this is the fourth iteration i don't think we've got past the first question i know and also now my next door neighbor who someone else is quarantining has decided <laughs> to play very loud music um <laughs> what is it in fact no, well they turned it down a bit <clears throat> anyway um so 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 sometimes when you look down you see that the little light's gone out the little screen's gone and it means that you're what happens to me is that i accidentally pulled the plug out and uh and so this happened yes. like i can't remember which interview it was on homo sapiens for about half an hour my recording was terrible i mean, we had to make a special announcement yes, it's... it was like being called called out in class for being a bad boy you had to say during during this interview alan's zoom machine uh <laughs> mysteriously stopped and so oh now my now, now my there's, now, there's a now my slow cooker's <laughs> beeping can you hear that <laughs> normally it's my washing machine so i'm (laughs) guilt-free i know and it's funny because the um there's that awful moment when your blood runs cold as you look down while someone's talking to you and you realize you haven't been recording and it and you go i have to stop them and i've got to tell them and i it happened with russell t davies (gasps) Oh my God! <coughs> legend, um, Russell T. B. Legend the, who wrote, wrote "It's a Sin" and "Queer as Folk" and everything. And oh and God, I forgot. Yes, yeah, right. How much did you not record? Um, I don't know because we kind of just went back and started again, and this was probably our third ever interview. But what was del- I think probably twenty minutes. But what was delightful about it was how lovely he was um 
and he was just so nice about it and you know it was sort of a, it was a nice little salutary lesson it's like you just got to be honest and I was totally like, oh, i have to tell you i'm so yes. sorry i think it's it hilarious that i this t- today's episode is about my podcast machine and my sort of journey into podcasts and it's probably the least technically adept uh, <laughs> podcast <laughs> in history phone calls b- b- crock pots yes there'll be a helicopter will come smashing into your window in a sec just <laughs> to finish it off but i but i think it's yes yeah, so we wouldn't want that sorry um but i think it's pertinent actually to the whole point of why i love podcasting because they are homemade yeah. and it is it contains all that stuff yeah. and i i get a bit frustrated when i'm making things like directing tv shows the level of polish that everybody insists on putting on everything yes. and i'm like the stuff with the lumps and bumps absolutely. is the most interesting. Absolutely, I always find that with mostly with sound people. Um, sorry, all the sound people I've worked with in my career, but I find it so <laughs> annoying and anal that you just, you know, what I think is it like when so you get these sound, you get these radio mics, right, and you they hide them in your tie or in your clothes or stick it to, stick yes. it to your chest so that for people who don't know that you know actors in TV shows or films they've always got a mic strapped to them usually. Gone are the days when it was just mm. done by a boom. They have a boom as well. Don't know why. But they all, or though sometimes, you know, mm. I did a series in South Africa, didn't use any radio mics. And I was thinking, no one's going to hear a bloody word I'm saying. Thank <laughs> the Lord, because I was, that's maybe why my performance was so big. <laughs> but, um, but I, but we've always got little radio mics attached to us, hidden, hidden, hidden. You never know that they're strapped to your leg. You know, all that the, the pack is strapped to your leg or yes. your back or something. I like it in the small of my back. But, um, when, then you go on these talk shows and um, they have these huge blooming mics, little little lapel mics that look like they're, at, you know, BBC outside broadcast circa 1967. And I think, <laughs> why can't they hide them? Why can't they hide them like in sound? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm always shocked about how anal sound people are. And actually, as you're yes. saying, I know they've got to be more professional when it's like a drama and things like that. But nonetheless, do you know what I mean? get a grip i do i do and i think that it's um you know you asked me why did i get involved in podcasting and i i think yeah, it there was, was a question there that, originally yes i forgot yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> but you know it, the re- the reason i started doing it is because i felt that um i wanted to do something that was fast and not policed and one and two i also felt that I'd noticed that in interviews on the radio, I got so bored listening to people interviewing people on the radio and just always going for the quote, trying to get a quote out of Mm. someone. And we'd actually lost the art of conversation on the radio. And so we always say on Homo sapiens, you know, we say to our guests, like, if there's something you don't want to talk about, we take it out. You know, it's a conversation. It's not an interview because I'm not a journalist and I never wanted to be. And actually, I think it's that's what I love about it. And and that's the you just really don't get in the way of anything. Anyone can do it how they want, where they want, from. And actually, I love, I love that we've done this on Zoom. The visual side of it, I really yeah. like. I like being with the person. Yeah. And we used to originally not interview people unless they would meet us in person. We would turn people down if they wanted to do it on Zoom. Oh, really? Did they have Zoom in those days? Yeah, it was Skype. You know, oh, I Skype, remember we were going to remember interview- Skype. Gosh, Skype. What happened to Skype? Thing. They dropped the ball. How did Living, they manage? They to were like, not... they were like, they were like, like sort of Pele, 
the sort of pelly of of uh, of of of, of on screen communication, and then along and comes Zoom the is... pandemic, and they've dropped the ball. Now Zoom's the Zoom is David Z- Beckham. Zoom is Marcus Rashford. Oh my goodness! Look at you and your references. <laughs> also, I think Alan you know Shearer. That... I know them all. Look at. <laughs> Goal! Did I tell you that I, the only time I ever did uh, heard of Zoom, not the Zoom machine that's the subject of Alan Cummings' shelves today, but Zoom, like what we're looking at each other on, was when was my I did therapy on it. Before, oh, yeah, yeah I before did I did, before pan- the pandemic, I was in London uh, doing a play. I, I, I would do therapy on, on my Zoom. And uh, I just thought it was a thing for therapists. I didn't, and then all of a sudden, everyone was doing it. Oh, oh I you know. see. Yeah. So you I thought you were in those... some sort of clinical holding room? I did. I thought it was all a sort of a, a scheme by mad therapists to get us to. I don't know. It was just a very odd thing for me. I've, I've, I've readjusted, but uh, I, I think it's really interesting that, like, when I did it, you know, I met, and I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> talking of technical expertise, like the, when we did them. Uh, we did a bunch of of them in my house in in New York. Uh, yes. for, for the the first bunch I did, the te- <laughs> technically they were not uh, of a great uh, high level of uh, sound expertise. Would would you not agree? No, <laughs> no. Little and things. I think it's... and occasionally you'd put a little uh, uh, sort of iPod uh, little thing in your ear and sort of check and go, oh, and then see you twiddling some knobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes well because i always don't i want it to be like a conversation so i don't want someone there recording it who immediately yes. makes it feel a bit more pro yeah and then yeah. what that means is then i test the levels but obviously you're having a conversation with someone and you're in a really intense conversation they're telling you about their childhood and how much they <laughs> hate their parents and i'm slowly pulling a white <laughs> earpod up to my ear as i check that actually is it recording at all and because when, and when it gets more kind of animated as a conversation when we're all finding ourselves hysterically funny which obviously happens a lot yes everyone gets louder and louder yes. and then it ruins the sound so you're sort of laughing at someone's joke while trying to turn them down but I... <laughs> God, that's like that's life that's a sort of an allegory for life isn't it there <laughs> it's a t-shirt isn't it but i you know i just think it was um it's i that's what i love about it all and i love that element of it and i think you can lose that in life and in work and totally. was, i had had become i i was a music video director for many years and there's a lot of you know, you're working with massive pop stars, with massive record companies and massive management companies. And the amount of analysis that was going on in my life about everything I did, I was like, I just want to record something for an hour, upload it to the internet and it's real and yeah. no one gets in the way. And I think that's why podcasting has become a thing that people are so drawn to because actually it's really unusual to have that level of authenticity for want of a better yeah. word. It's sort of deregulated uh, the <clears> way <throat> we find out about people you know the way that we yes. he- listen to people's stories uh most yes. deregulation deregulation i'm not a fan of in other ways but i definitely have been it's much more egalitarian this way i think it's interesting i'm just thinking about the podcasts that i listen to and sometimes you know the ones that are just people talking like you and me like this um mm. are very different like uh, very different experiences obviously aside to ones like this one i've been listening to recently about uh, about the, the 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 pool boy who w- had a, had sex with Jerry Halliwell's wife, and Jerry Halliwell watched. Do you know that one? N- no, Jerry Halliwell's wife, not Jerry Halliwell, the Spice Girls. <laughs> oh my, Jerry Falwell. Sorry. <laughs> 
Really? This is quite the scoop. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, this is so much... many, so many revelations. Uh, in I one can't go. believe that this podcast is about <laughs> inspired by my <laughs> podcasting, my move into podcasting, <laughs> and I'm making so many mistakes doing this podcast. Not Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jerry Falwell Jr., the American yes. uh, uh, evangelical person, had an, his oh, his wife. Yes. Basically, he would sit on a sofa and watch while his wife got banged by this hot boy that they met at this hotel in Florida. And then he'd go oh. off and be like the head of this university and be like, nobody can have sex, nobody can masturbate, nobody can oh, have, yes. have a drink. And, and then they found out. And <clears throat> Anyway, I've been listening to a podcast about that. It's been very interesting. Uh, I know all about them now. And like, um, you know, Cohen, the guy who was Trump's <laughs> fixer, the one who he absolutely was horrible to and who went to prison, uh, oh, he yeah. he tried to cover up the, 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 the story about the pool boy for... Um, Jerry Halliwell, uh, but um, yes. but that but those <laughs> kind of mention if she's going on tour. <laughs> Spice World Two is happening, starring, <laughs> starring yes, starring uh, Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, no, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so that seems like a good point to, uh, <laughs> as we talk about uh, podcasts and uh, my um, confusion, I hope you don't, if, if Jerry Halliwell is listening, I apologize profusely, Jerry, mm. that you may have uh, had people think that you were having sex with a pool boy whilst your husband watched. I know that would never happen. Anyway, uh, talking of podcasts that I like to listen to, Chris. What are those, Alan? Any favourites? There's one that's my absolute favourite called Homo Sapiens. And uh, listeners, uh, to find out what happens next uh, between Chris and I and our lovely conversation, you should head over there right now for part two. Absolutely. Get involved. That's right. It's the Alan Cumming Shelf slash Homo Sapiens Farewell to Alan Extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Nothing, part two. Nothing less. See you there in a minute. Alan Cumming Shelves is hosted by me, Alan Cumming, duh, and produced by the lovely Jack Claremont. We are part of the ACAST Creator Network and the Crowd Network too. We just love networks. Another Crowd Network podcast to check out is... Unaccountable. It's a podcast fighting for police accountability in the United States. It's a podcast that tells the stories of innocent people who've been killed by the police, just like George Floyd, but also people like Mohammed Muhaimin, Shacey House and Carrie Illidge. And so many more you haven't heard about, but you really should have. The stories can be difficult to listen to, but this could be the most important podcast you'll ever hear. It's a podcast fighting for change, and we need to join that fight. Just search for Unaccountable in your podcast app now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 